Prepare to experience the strongest radio allowable by law. Secrets will be revealed. Myths dispelled. From the studio gym where excuses never apply. It's Superhuman Radio with your host, Carl Lenore. Hey, hey, welcome back to another episode of Superhuman Radio. Today is uh, Thursday, which means that we have a Renew Life RX episode, and it's a really important one. If you notice, there's a theme here. We've been doing more and more about testosterone because there's more research being done on testosterone now. Now that a lot of clinicians realize it doesn't kill everybody that takes it, it doesn't cause cancer, it doesn't give you heart attacks, and the reality is that some of that early uh, research that was done four, four or five years ago that scared the crap out of everybody was flawed. Uh, and so more and more science is coming forth, uh, showing the benefits of testosterone. And it's our objective to get that out there because I, I think like my, uh, like, like my co-host, let me bring him in here and play his music real quick. Hold on a sec so we can get on with this. Here we go. The first step to changing your life starts with the Renew Life Show with Adam Lamb. How you doing, Adam? I'm good. How are you? Good, good, good. Really good. My eye doesn't hurt. I'm actually able to see out of it. The, the ulcer is finally under one millimeter in diameter, which is really awesome. It started out close to five millimeters, so I'm making progress very slowly. Thanks to um, the folks at TaylorMade Pharmacy for compounding BPC-157 and thymus and beta-4 into eye drops. We're doing a show tomorrow. Sure. We're doing a show tomorrow with Dr. Carl Page. The pep talk tomorrow is all about ophthalmic use of peptides. It's it's amazing. There's amazing, amazing stuff. So that's another show tomorrow. But I feel good, and I'm happy that I am not going to lose my vision, and I don't have pain in my eye and all that sort of good stuff. But what I was saying was, you know, uh, there's still a lot of guys out there that are afraid to take testosterone. You, I'm sure you see it, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. And a lot of it I think that we see is like, the commitment, right, to move forward. Like a lot of people think once I do it, I'm stuck. Like it's forever. And, and it's not necessarily the case. If you're 30, your body can regenerate better than if you're 60, right? But like mm-hmm. if you're in your 50s and you feel terrible, well, then, you know, it's like make, getting that's going to that's gonna, that's gonna make for a really, way. that's going to make for a really long disappointing right. life <laughs> yeah I, I, for example i had a guy yesterday i talked to and he's like man he's like 40s i felt great he's like literally i feel like i turned 50 and just someone pulled the rug out from underneath me and and it can happen that that swiftly unfortunately in some situations we go through, you know we go through things like how's work is there a stress change you know is there a marital issue like we go through all those kind of things because sometimes like listen man life can kick your butt right yeah so we want to make sure that is it life kicking your butt or is it just time kicking your butt? And, and, and really, and really hormones create perception, right? Mm-hmm. Because you can take a guy who's in a situation and he has low testosterone and his perception of the situation is unbearable, unlivable, unthinkable. You take that mm-hmm. same exact, same exact set of circumstances and you take a guy whose, whose hormones are, are high and youthful. And he's optimistic about what could happen, and he looks at things differently. It's that's it. so. So really, hormones create perception. I lived it firsthand. 
Interesting. I've never told this story before. When I was going through my divorce, I was I was on, and I was on pretty high doses at the time, and I was able to handle everything that was going on. Like nothing. I, I always was optimistic. I always had the energy to to forge on. So, I was not on HRT at this point in time. So I didn't have a prescription, and I. Uh, ran out of testosterone. And I just figured, oh, you know, I'm just going to take off for a little while. And I took off for two months. No, not a shot. Mm-hmm. By the second month, I, I swear this is a true story. I went to my guy to pick up testosterone. Mm-hmm. I started to cry. I was like, let's make him believe his name is Jimmy. I said, Jimmy, man, I am, I don't know what's wrong with me, man. And he says, dude, you just need to get a shot in you. And God's honest truth. I took a shot when I got home. And by two days later, I felt normal again. So hormones create perception. Your circumstances look gloomy and dark when your hormones are in the gutter. And one thing, too, is, you know, there's a lot of guys that talk to, they're like, hey, libido, hey, no problem there, right? Yeah. It's like, it's not about right, libido. But it's not about libido. Like, sometimes that's one of the cases. Like, you could pull every piece of testosterone out of my body. And I'm just a mentally a libido, right? Like, if you're, if you're driven that way, like, that's dope. That's matter. dopamine. That's norepinephrine. Right. That's at serotonin. That's, that's where your libido comes from. And so, like, there, it's not just like libido is one thing right but it's there's so many other things and and it's important that we pay attention to that and isn't it funny anytime i've ever said to somebody who was not uh let's say part of this fold that we are in Mm -hmm. about testosterone the first thing they say to me is i don't have no problem with that man i get it up yeah that's why i say say that is there's like this there's like this misconception that it's like you're less of a man if your testosterone's low it's like no you it's like saying you're less of a man because you're 40 instead of 30 like, no, it's not the case. It's just part of the, the way the cards are dealt. And sometimes the cards are dealt quicker or slower and uh, uh, for different people. Uh, one of the other things, too, is, I, I, is with talking with guys is if you're noticing things, it's because you're paying attention. Like, you know, you gave an example earlier of a guy who has low hormones, feels like hell. A guy who's in the identical situation with high hormones and feels optimistic, great, overcomes challenges. Um, one of the things we see, though, is let's say you have – you know, 45 year old Jim and 45 year old Bob and Jim goes to the, you know, he's going to the gym regularly, uh, you know, actively sexual with his wife, um, likes to play with his kids, pays attention to what he eats, watches a superhuman radio show. And then you got Bob who doesn't exercise, eats like crap, those kind of things. They can have identical hormone issues, but Bob won't notice because Bob's not living life, right? But Jim is like, dude, this isn't adding up, right? And so, because a lot of times people get stuck in the number, that's why. So Bob's number could be 300, Jim's number might be 300, but 300 and is like borderline depression for the guy who wants to go to the gym, Hell yeah. exercise, you know, he loves his wife, but just kind of doesn't have the eh, and like the energy to do the stuff and the confidence to close the deal at work, whatever. But Bob, who might be living this sediment life of just whatever, going through the motions, will not notice that his low testosterone is affecting his life. So it's, you know, one of the first questions I, I ask people, I really started doing this lately because I love it, is I say, if you didn't know how old you were, or are, how old would you think you were, right? And, and I think I'd be like a 28 years old with the knowledge that I've acquired, right? right? But that's how I feel. Like I want to get out there and run and, ride, ride, you know, 
do do things, right? Some people are the opposite, right? They're like, I feel like I'm 60. Like they've thrown in the towel. You know, like they're just not living life. And, and a lot of that's because their hormones are adios, right? And so there's just some stuff that we look at with the clinic, just in the initial conversation consultation no no it, it makes perfect sense and uh and, and and so this discussion we're going to have today is actually uh really interesting and and i don't think a lot of the people working within this category that we're going to talk about today actually realize how interesting this really is and i know they're brilliant scientists don't get me wrong um but the reality is i'm just moving some things around on my desktop here so that i can see the there's three studies in front of me so Let's start out first talking about um, the increased incidence of hypogonadism in men. I'm sorry, the increased incidence of thyroid disease in men with hypogonadism. There's two studies out there that show that men with uh, very low testosterone tend to develop uh, thyroid disease, which is actually a form of autoimmunity. And that, that's the thing that they don't talk about that in these studies. They don't say, by the way, these are diseases of autoimmunity. So it makes sense. Like Kleinfelter's syndrome is uh, idiopathic hypogonadism. Like they can't figure it out that the, they, they do pituitary challenge tests. They do a hypothalamus test. They do, they, they, the testicles are functional, but for some reason, this guy just isn't producing testosterone. Those guys end up developing Thyroid disease. Okay. Then they look at another class of men uh, who uh, have hypogonadism for uh, understandable reasons. They test them. Oh, the pituitary isn't producing luteinizing hormone. Or the hypothalamus isn't sensing uh, the need for testosterone. Or, or the Leydig cells have crapped out, and they have low testosterone. And they also develop uh, thyroiditis. They d develop what is considered classically a Hashimoto's disease, thyroiditis. Mm -hmm. You know, that presence of antibodies that are attacking the thyroid. So the recent study that I find really interesting, really, really interesting, is called The Effects of Testosterone on Thyroid Immunity in New Thyroid Men with Hashimoto's Thyroiditis and Low Levels of Testosterone. So these are men who have Hashimoto's disease, but their thyroid is still functioning, still functioning. So... They have Hashimoto's. They've been diagnosed with high levels of thyroid antibody in their bloodstream. And they are, if left unchecked, they are going to develop the symptoms at some point in time of hypothyroidism. Because once the collateral damage is done to the thyroid enough, then the thyroid stops functioning. So they're not there yet. Their, their thyroids are not, are not destroyed yet. But... They're going to be destroyed, and they also have low testosterone. So what do they do? They give these guys what I consider a fairly high dose, by the way, 120 milligrams of testosterone undecoinate oral a day. Now, keep in mind, that's a very, very slow-releasing ester. Uh, that's designed to release over the course of six months, okay? That's, okay. What, that's, that's what's in the Nibido shot, Yeah, yeah. Uh, testosterone undecoinate. And so, but by taking this orally, I'm sure they're getting like a pulse every day that they take it, but then they're getting this trailing effect. And what they discovered was the men who got the testosterone, the presence of thyroid antibody 
in their blood dropped significantly to the point where they probably would not develop Hashimoto's disease at some point in time. They, they, yeah. Their thyroid wouldn't tank. Now, think about this for a second. That means that the thyroid somehow corrected that form of autoimmunity, which means the, the, that, the, I'm sorry, the testosterone corrected that form of autoimmunity, which means that the testosterone did something to the gut because autoimmunity starts in here, everybody. Yeah. I mean, this is, this is, so first of all, there may be a way. So if, if, if you're a listener and you've been told you have Hashimoto's disease and you're a guy, because Hashimoto's disease hits women 10 times more frequently than men. Yeah. And so there is an estrogen component. If you're a guy and you've had a complete thyroid panel and they said, oh, your TPO is high, your thyroid antibody is really high, this means that your body is attacking your thyroid. You need to have your testosterone levels tested. They're most likely going to be low. And by raising them, you can stop the damage to your thyroid. This is phenomenal. So something we do, and so like where most docs will put you on a script for thyroid, because we, you know, we believe that it is the most overly prescribed, abused hormone drug out there, obviously, um, and maybe birth control, but that's a different subject. But what the in most cases where where it would be prescribed, we look at it. We say, "Hey, listen, men and women, let's get you your testosterone optimized first. Then, when we do the follow up blood work, you know, ninety days, let's see what's happened all the time. The you know TSH gets better. Uh, you know, the, the the function gets better with testosterone always. And this is you know we've been doing this part of you know us talking about this study and. And the reason being, now, some in some cases where the, the the thyroid is even further off, there may be some you know intervention that needs to happen. But typically speaking, we start with optimizing testosterone first, and then see how it plays out. Because to your point, um, you can you can test ninety things, but we know that when your testosterone is optimized, this also improves too, and then you don't have to go on it. You know, you don't have to get those results and can leave it alone or on the further testing we discover that more intervention might be needed there there is a long well understood relationship between the thyroid and 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 testes there is a long well understood relationship between thyroid hormones and testosterone um one of the earliest studies i read that elucidated this to me was that men who have hyperthyroidism tend to also be hypergonadic. In other words, if they're producing a lot of thyroid hormone, their testes are producing way too much testosterone. Now, has anyone ever taken that class of, of, of individual and said, let's interrupt the testosterone and see if the thyroid corrects itself? Because it could be that these guys are hypergonadic, and so the thyroid is responding by producing more thyroid hormone. And the other thing, too, I would bet is their SHBG levels are very high as well to move all that stuff around. Right. Right? Right. And so that's where we see a lot of guys, we think, you know, they come through and their SHBG is really high. And there's some people out there that think it has to do with obesity. And I think every, every person we've ever seen with an excessive SHBG is like fit. So that's out. But 
part of it, what, what we believe is that we always ask them, you've been a lifetime athlete? Oh, yeah. Have you had trouble adding muscle and being strong? Nope. But almost like a freak, right? Like those that guy that just has always been fit. Well, that guy's testosterone is likely 2,000 back when he was, you know, or 2,500 back when he was 21 years old, right. Right? right? You think of like LeBron James. That guy didn't have the same testosterone as Joe Blow down the street at right. 20 years. You know, you know what I mean? Like, there's some, like when they say, oh, the genetics. Yeah, well, part of those genetics might have been high testosterone. And, and as time goes on, the testosterone decreases, the stress increases, and the SHBG stays higher. This is what we see in a lot of folks. And um, But to that same point with the thyroid is that when all those things are cranking out, the, you know, the SHBG often will get higher. And then when the testosterone goes down, the thyroid's still up there and the SHBG stays high too. And so you have that dilution of hormone. So I want to answer this. This is a very good question, actually. So Kirk Yeager asked, it's a two-part question. He says, what are your thoughts on reduced glutathione on treating Hashimoto's or for antibody re- reduction? He says, or even N-acetylcysteine. And so here, here's what I think about that. Actually, I'm taking fairly large doses of NAC right now because of my iron overload. Iron overload is known to reduce glutathione production uh, mm. in the liver. Do you and take glutathione at all? I do. I take Live On okay. Labs glutathione also. All right, right, yeah, right, yeah. Right. But I take large doses of NAC as well. And so I think it's important, Kirk, and, but here's why. Because autoimmunity is a pro-inflammatory disease. Whichever autoimmunity you have, I don't care what it is. If it's rheumatoid arthritis, if it's um, fibromyalgia, yeah, if if it, yeah, iliospondylitis, if if it's if it's if it's Hashimoto's disease, it is a disease of inappropriate inflammatory response because that's what we're talking about. We talk about. Attacking the thyroid, attacking the joints, attacking the nerves uh, in, in sensory diseases like fibromyalgia. We're talking about an inappropriate inflammatory response. And it is absolutely a good idea anytime you have an inappropriate inflammatory response to up your glutathione. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Because it'll minimize the collateral damage. There's no doubt about it. Now, will it reduce the antibody? It may, because if it's if it, if it's if it's affecting inflammation, it's going to affect the the soldiers, which in this case are these antibodies. Mm-hmm. But that also means things like fish oil, or I'm I'm more about eating more salmon, quite mm-hmm. frankly, than fish oil. Right, I never right, I never right, get fish right. I never get fish burps eating a piece of salmon, but I get fish burps. Eat, eat, yeah, eat, yeah. You know, so that, I stopped taking fish oil. I just eat more sushi. That's <laughs> it. Eat more salmon. Uh, and absolutely take melatonin. I mean, Dr. Russell Ritter came on my show in 2006 and said, people who have hyperthyroidism, because the, the, the hyperthyroidism, excessive thyroid uh, hormone destroys the heart, destroys the liver, gives you cataracts. The way to quell that is to take some significant dose of melatonin every single night. Hmm. So, yes, I think that it's a good idea to up your both uh, glutathione intake as well as glutathione production in the face of an autoimmune disease, it can only protect you from further damage. Yes. You know, I do about 200 milligrams a week glutathione injection. Um, and I also, actually, yesterday I did uh, 50 grams of vitamin C IV infusion. How'd you uh, feel? Did you get warm? 
No. Yeah. I'm going to go back next week and do 75. They've never they've never done 100. They're smart enough, though, that, so people know that there's a blood test you need to do before you do that. Right. It's like GDL6 or something like that. I'd have to look it up to find out for sure. Someone right. can reach out if that's something they're concerned with. But those things, too, because, you know, I'm, I'm fighting this autoimmune that's just, I can, I have, although my rib cage, I feel the inflammation through the ankylospondylitis. And I'm doing next Friday, we're doing, uh, I'm doing stem cells. And, you know, we started the clinic. That's the, 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 the logo there behind me. Yeah. Yep. Um, and so I'll be doing, uh, I'm going to do stem cells in my, my Achilles tendon, which I've been complaining about since you've, since you've known me. Right. My knee. Um, and then we're going to go in the trap area right here to help any regeneration in the neck from my surgery. From the surgery. Yep. And then I'm going to go in the, in my shoulder here in the, the capsule here. And so also the, the, the thought is, guess what stem cells go after? Inflammation. Right. right. So we want to see my goal for me personally is to see if we can knock out this autoimmune because there's nothing that can happen for this ankylosis spondylitis other than like Humira. And if I can help me, I'm going to try to help everybody else, you know, so that, so it's, it's I got, exciting. I got a good friend, Dr. Paul Constanti. He's been on the show a couple of times. He injects stem cells into people who have degenerative spine diseases. Yeah. And he tells me, he says inflammation disappears once the stem cells show up. It's really right. interesting. It's not something you would think happens because of stem cells, but they seem to. That's what the, that's what attracts them. So we take everybody off any anti-inflammatory or anything like that. We actually, like on the knees, for example, we'll do um, like proprietary stuff I'm sharing, but we do this like prolo, uh, like prolotherapy around the area too to almost keep this like ring of fire, we call it, around the, the, the joint that we're doing so that it, it also draws the body's natural stem cells to it. And when the stem cells go in the capsule, it also almost like retains them in there. And, you know, the, the, the doc that we work with has been doing this for a long time, just gets crazy results and um, through that process. But yeah, it's the inflammation. So I think, you know, and that's where you do like a infusions. You can, we do IM infusions. The stem cells are going to go where they're supposed IM to go. IM infusions or IV infusions? IM. Oh, so you shoot it into the muscle. Yeah, just IM. Yeah, because when you think of it like, uh, it's just like testosterone, right? Right. It knows where to go, right? And so uh, the same thing with the stem cells is the IV, the problem is is when you're doing some of these tissue-derived stem cells that from a, a the micron or whatever, the, the size of the, the, the stuff is, right. it's just there's less risk going IM and the same benefits. That when you go, when you go IV, the, the, the number one place it's going to go to is heart and lungs through the first place if there's inflammation in that area. Um, as opposed to some of the other areas that we want to work on. And this is a good point that Kirk puts on. Now, aspirin, acetylsalicylic acid, uh, lower glutathione levels, so he believes NSAIDs uh, mm-hmm. do as well. And that could be why NSAIDs hurt the liver. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, lots of people lose their livers uh, from taking NSAIDs. In fact, Kirk, the reason I started taking um, NAC, because I've been taking glutathione for a long time, but the reason I started taking – I'm taking large doses. I'm taking three to five grams twice a day. And people go, oh, I heard it doesn't work. It doesn't work for what? For sports performance? I don't care about sports performance. Right. I want to up glutathione production. But the reason I was taking it is because I had to take ibuprofen for my eye because that was the only way I could sleep all night. And I thought, mm. well, if I'm going to take ibuprofen, I'm taking mega doses of NAC. But I've continued to take it because it can only be good for you. It can only be good for you. So yeah, that's that's yeah, another. But you know, I've had I had a client recently that she was doing glutathione. She was like a three cocktail a night gal, 
and wanted to like three martinis a night gal yeah, yeah. and wanted to so she was taking the glutathione to kind of offset that and i'm like well you know but the problem that the concern we were having is if you're taking glutathione in large amounts every single day it can disrupt the natural production um, of the body is what you know our concern was with her um and so that's for me like i'll do twice a week large injections um you know, moderate daily is good though. Right. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I think there's 594 milligrams of liposomal uh, glutathione in one packet. And that's all mm-hmm. I take of that. But the NAC is something I just recently introduced. I'm going to want to take okay. a quick commercial break. We got more to talk about. I want to come back and I want to talk more about uh, how testosterone may be helping people with these uh, thyroid problems, especially men. Stay tuned. Hey, this is Carl. For 14 years, you've heard me talk about Can-See Eye Drops, and they being the reason that I do not need reading glasses at now 61 years old. But I regularly get emails and messages from people who've been using Can-See and having some amazing results. Recently, I got an email from a fellow named Chad, who, because he was on dexamethasone eye drops for over six months, developed a cataract. Can-See Eye Drops actually reduced my cataract to the point where even my doctor has a hard time finding it. I will never stop using Can-See Eye Drops twice a day. I've been using them since 2008, he says. And you should be too. There is no better way to keep your eyes healthy and seeing clearly than can see eye drops. Go to wisechoicemedicine.com today and get on board and we will both be looking into the future with very clear vision. New Mass Pro Synthogen X2 just upped its own legendary game. To distance itself even further from the rest of the pack, Synthogen X2 now has double the key active ingredients. If If you've ever wondered what steroid-like recovery feels like, Synthogen X2 delivers. See why others compare it favorably to powerful bodybuilding drugs at Synthogen.com. Mass Pro Synthogen. When you train with it, you'll gain with it. Are you looking for a better way to absorb the nutrients you know you need? Do what I do and start your day with lipospheric supplements from Live On Labs. Unlike pills and powders, Live On's patented liposomal encapsulation technology transports nutrients like vitamin C, vitamin B, glutathione, acetyl-L-carnitine, and alpha-lipoic acid to where they need to be, your cells. Visit try.liveonlabs.com forward slash Carl to learn why I take these supplements every day to help me perform in the gym and in life. That's try.liveonlabs.com slash Carl. Whether your goal is to build muscle or burn fat, you'll find everything you need at Redcon 1. Need help getting a good night's sleep? Try Fade Out or the most popular pre-workout supplement on the market today, Total War. Sign up for their new transformation challenge and win $10,000 or shop for apparel that people at the gym will know that you are serious about your training. Need a testosterone booster that works? Check out Boomstick. Whatever you need, you'll find the best quality supplements on the market at Redcon 1. Go to Redcon1.com. R-E-D-C-O-N, the number one dot com, or go to superhumanradio.net and click the Redcon 1 banner ad today. Men and women, you've heard about hormone optimization. Do you feel like it's something you want to look into? RenewLifeRx.com is the place to start. Their doctors can help you with the solutions. RenewLifeRx.com has a simple process for lab work, consultation, and taking a deep dive into where your hormone levels can be improved. Superhuman Radio listeners get 30% off your initial lab work and consultation 
information. Go to RenewLifeRx.com to schedule your no-obligation phone consultation today. Feel younger, get in better shape, and be more productive at RenewLifeRx.com. Move over, superheroes. This is the Superhuman Channel. Welcome back. You know, Father's Day is right around the corner. And if you haven't got anything for that guy, you need to go to the Roan website. They've got the best clothes out there. If you're somebody who trains and likes to look good, their um, commuter collection, you can wear it to work. You can wear it to a barbecue. You can wear it anywhere you want. They've got polo shirts, pants. They've got everything. And they fit you so well that people will look at you and go, wow, I think that guy works out because you can see his shoulders. You can see the separation in his upper arms because the material has a little stretch to it. Fits mm. fantastic. The thing I love about Roan is you can get into the website, place your order, and get off because guys like to do their shopping fast. But if you're a gal shopping for your man, go to Roan.com slash SHR. That's Roan, R-H-O-N-E dot com slash SHR, by using that promo code, you will save 20% off your first order. And I promise you, these are the best fitting clothes I've found so far. They just, you know, I work hard to have traps. I work hard to have my traps separate from my shoulders. I work hard to have shoulders that are nice and round. And I want my clothes not to just cover them up like a plastic bag. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. These are the best. Again, go to Roan.com slash SHR today. Save 20% off. It's R-H-O-N-E.com slash SHR. Oh, you, dude, when I look at these clothes, I think of you. Because you. this is how you dress now already. You'll you'll love this stuff. You will. It's fantastic. Go to Roan, R-H-O-N-E.com slash SHR. Oh, I just ordered a pair of uh, uh, swim trunks, too. So my neighbors don't have to see me walk around the backyard in my underwear anymore. I need. I'm I'm in the market for a new speedo so I can embarrass people when I get invited to their house. Oh, you you're bad. <laughs> you're bad. You're bad. So, uh, getting back to the study at hand, if you're a guy, you've been told that you have uh, some autoimmunity that's attacking your thyroid. Have your testosterone checked. More importantly, have your testosterone to estrogen ratios checked. Make sure that your testosterone is high enough. This is where the magic is. Uh, because you can shut that autoimmunity off, apparently, if you have Hashimoto's thyroiditis. And, you know, I would say to women, I'm willing to bet that women who have Hashimoto's, which it's a bumper crop of women, most mostly women develop this, this disorder, hmm. and probably fibromyalgia is another one that's a female I'm willing to bet if testosterone can shut off the disorder in men, I, I'm willing to bet that these are women who have either little or no testosterone in their body. Just a, just a, just a bet. Just a bet. So what do you think about that? Um, yeah, I think that, like, you know, when you mentioned earlier that men that may have a thyroid issue to get your testosterone checked, I think women too. I think, you know, when it, it, it makes so much sense because – when I think of women, the number one prescribed hormone is thyroid, right? Outside of like a birth control thing. Um, and the number one thing that we see women lack is testosterone. And when you talk about testosterone, you know, I think I told you a story. There's a, a client of ours. We um, Her testosterone was at four, right? And she's like 33. 
and, and that's like for just for people listening, that's like a 90 year old woman that is in a wheelchair and doesn't do anything. So she goes to her, you know, we, we recommend a testosterone cream and she's like, Hey, I want to talk to my OBGYN and we kind of, you know, you can anticipate how that's going to go. And, uh, so she went in and, and she called from, from there and, and she, she said, Hey, I have some questions. And, and the OBGYN was like, uh, Hey, you know, this says low dose testosterone. It was like four milligram. Um, and she said, I'm not comfortable. Or she said, this isn't low dose testosterone. And we said, what is low dose testosterone? She's like, or, you know, no testosterone. And we said, well, how many people have you, how many women have you put, you know, this is, she's, this woman was in her like late fifties. Uh, she's been practicing for a long time. We said, how many women have you put on testosterone therapy? None. Exactly. And I was like, well, that, you know, nothing's, it's like me asking my wife, how many girlfriends am I allowed to have? Zero, right? Like they're just, it's, she does, she's not okay with any situation. Of right. And it's sad. It's because it is, she doesn't understand it. Right. And so instead of getting upset, which is the approach, unfortunately, a lot of people do is I try to like emphasize with them and, and just say like, you know, why let's talk about it. You're probably scared. You don't understand it. How can we help you? I, the, the, that- the first question I would ask is, uh, how many 20 year old and 30 year old patients have you seen in your practice in your lifetime? Oh, mm-hmm. hundreds. Right. How many 20 year old patients have you seen with no testosterone? Yeah, like that's, that's where I would start. Well, we that's, have, she'd say, well, she'll say, oh, well, they're, they're, well, they're young. That's different. Well, exactly. Right. Exactly. There's a problem there. And, you know, birth, all kinds of things can change the dynamics of the hormones, uh, but they have no problem putting them on birth control and they have no problem putting them on thyroid. And those are the things that cause some of the biggest problems. Wait a minute. The- wait a minute. And there's no problem with the doctor uh, who has a patient, a female patient who is transgendered and wants to become a man. They have no problems giving them 400 milligrams a week of testosterone cypionate to stimulate the changes needed for them to become a man. Now, think about that. They won't put a woman on four milligrams. Right, right. But because it's cool and it's, oh, it's so accepted. It's in the, but yeah, no, it's terrible, right? I think there's probably a lot of docs that wouldn't do that. But it's the, the, the the part is, is, is the lack of understanding of how important testosterone is to our health and well being. Right. It's not about bench pressing. Right. And, and those kind of things. And it's you not know, about libido. Times, right. You call me about how much, how big your muscle is. Like, I won't even work with you. Right. We don't, we, those aren't our people. But the people that are about quality of life and well being and, and feeling great, like, that's our people. That's what, we, that's what we want to work with, men and women. Right. And so it's a shame that, but, but that's what we're doing. Right. We're out here. But here's a, here's a great question. From, here's a great question. Here's a great question from a viewer. Tony Constantino, he says, I recently started testosterone injections weekly of a half a milliliter. That means it's most likely 100 milligrams. Right, right. I'm six weeks in and feeling slightly better, however, still fatigued and tired. Will my doctor most likely need to increase the testosterone, the test dosage? I'm a large man of 360 pounds. Absolutely. He's actually, he's actually, there is a study out there that Anthony Roberts sent me eight years ago. That showed that putting a man on 100 milligrams a week of testosterone cypionate actually makes them hypogonadal because after two weeks, your body stops producing its own testosterone. That 100 milligrams is only about 87 milligrams of actual testosterone. 
And that's releasing well, over the course of 28 days. Do the math. Yeah, and, and that's where in 28 days it's like it's a stretch. It's with some, a lot of times it's even less. But uh, I had, I think I might even shared in the last show, like one of my really, really good friends, he's like, hey, man, my doc's going to put me on testosterone. We checked it. And, you know, and his testosterone actually wasn't that bad. His, his IGF-1 was the worst. But um, we put him on some peptides. But and he's like, yeah, I'm going to do 100 milligrams once every two weeks. And I was like, <laughs> You're just going to destroy everything you have that's good. Yeah, I'd rather see, do like a HCG program, like some something to naturally do something or actually do it. You know, right. like actually do the therapy. And and it was just so. Yeah. So Tony, so Tony, this is what you need to tell your doctor. Hold on. You need to say and use this word. Say the pharmacokinetics of testosterone, cypionate, and enanthate is 50% of it releases within the first three days. So that's 50 milligrams. And we're not, actually, it's actually that's like uh, 40. 40, 40 milligrams. And then over the course of the next 25 days, the rest of it comes out. So take 40 and divide it by 25. So basically, you feel good for a couple days, and then you feel like crap for the balance of the days. And then yeah. and, and after the second week... Because don't forget, you're filling in with this 100 milligrams a week. After a couple day, a couple weeks, your body stops producing its testosterone. Now, you probably have lower testosterone now than you did when you first started therapy. You need, right. to, you need to have them do blood work on you right now. Yeah, and do blood work. Make sure you wait 7 to 10 days. I, After I like the shot. Do that. Yeah, just so they can like show them that, oh, wow, I, I was at 400. You put me on it. Now I'm at 180. Yeah. Right? And, and and, they, and that's the eye opener to get them to even either, you know, really 100, 100 milligrams twice a week is it's pretty much par for the course. Absolutely. Even if it's like once every five days, uh, you know, like we, we, we see some success in that with our lower dose. Yeah. Um, two, two, 200, but, but 200, 200 milligrams a week of testosterone, whether it's in one shot or across two shots, is the standard by all of the most progressive physicians in the world today. Yeah. It isn't like, yeah, it's not like we threw through a dart war, you know, like, oh, that's the number. It's because it works. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's it's because it works. Yeah, and that'll get you into the seven to 900 range, and and that's where you want to be. You don't want to be and, in the And sometimes higher. No, sometimes higher. But yeah, but it won't. Yeah, you're going to be in that range or higher. Yeah. And, and it's okay to be higher. We had a guy yesterday we were talking to, and he's like, what's the number? And I said, man, it doesn't matter. If you're healthy, if your blood pressure's good, liver enzymes are good, your HDL is fine, your hemoglobin, hematocrit, he's like, Oh, my, my guy's not checking all that stuff. I'm like, that's the stuff. Once you're on testosterone, it's like you do the injection. We know you're on it. How's everything else? Right. And so those are the things we pay attention to to make if you're healthy and you feel great. It doesn't matter if you're 1500, 700, 1200, 1100. It's irrelevant. Right. It's, it's all about feeling great and staying healthy. So extrapolating from this uh, study, there are guys out there who have autoimmune disorders like me and you. Mm -hmm. Now I'm on testosterone. Okay. And I know where my autoimmunity is coming from. <clears throat> Actually, I'm, I don't have an autoimmune disorder. I, I, I have an autoimmune disorder as a result of iron overload. Mm. I'm actually going to give blood today. I'm going again next week and going again the week after. I'm going three weeks in a row to You're really. Doing a, pint, a pint each? Yeah, 500 milliliters, yeah. Okay. And, of course, I got to get my iron down. I got to get my hematocrit down. I got to get these things down. I got to get them down, down, down far because then I can switch to once every two months 
and when you once you've been diagnosed with iron overload, they'll take blood once a week from you without a problem, because they know you're going to make it. That that you make you make it in three days. You make the volume back again. Really? Yes. And my hematocrit after my last blood draw was still seventeen and, and change, and and I think it's nineteen where they cut off. They say well, they won't take it. And my hematocrit is high, not because of the testosterone, because I'm only on 300 milligrams a week. It's because of the iron. Iron overload. I'm doing some really deep dives in iron overload. And a lot of people, men and women, need to start paying attention to this because I think this is a bigger problem with the things that we attribute to aging. The nervous Mm -hmm. system breaking down and aches and pains, joint pain. Heavy metals in general, too, just... It's something that's bad, you know? This is a great question. Okay. So Nicole Hankins says, I have Hashimoto's. So does my mom. What can I do naturally to help it? Well, first of reason, first of all, you got to cut all the foods out that are linked to autoimmunity. Yeah. Like, like you, you, it, this isn't just about genetics. This is about how you eat. And, and people say, oh, my mom has it. My sister has it. I have it. It's genetic. No, your mom learned how to cook and feed you by her mother, and you mm-hmm. learned what to eat from what you ate in your household. So there's a huge, huge dietary component here that you need to address first. All grains out. All all grains, all soy out. You know, corn. Never eat corn again. These are These are foods that will give you autoimmune disorders. We know this. But then the other thing is, what can I do naturally to help? You go get your hormones tested and see where your yeah. testosterone is. And one thing, though, that I, we, I, I've looked into as well that helps with Hajimoto is what we've seen is low-dose naltraxone. Naltraxone. Two milligrams. I've seen some stuff with that. I actually even considered it to see if it helped with me for the autoimmune. Um, I never got around to it. I'm just going to try to beat it. Anyway, I, I've, I've, I've opted not to try it because naltrexone is actually a very nasty drug, but they say, well, if you're only taking two milligrams. Uh, yeah, uh, I, don't, so I don't know enough about it. That's why I didn't, you know, yeah. I, I'm only putting anything in my body that I know. Now, low, low dose naltrexone came, became very, very popular about eight years ago with women who suffered from fibromyalgia, mm. where where drugs like uh, gabapentin. It's supposed to suppress the antibodies, right? What's that? Yeah. It's supposed to suppress the antibodies. Yes. But but see, but it suppresses the immune system. It suppresses the immune system. You don't. You don't. Yes. That's what they told me. It didn't do. No, no, it does because it's because it's a low dose. Because it's a low dose, it doesn't completely completely suppress it. It just turns it down. But but you need to look at why your immune system is reacting the way it is now. Yeah. You know, and I think I know for me personally, like um, to maybe help with Nicole's question is. I can literally eat certain foods and just feel myself like going down. Right. Me too. Uh, Me too. There's certain candies now. Or there's certain things like I feel like every time I go to the movies, I feel like crap, and it's usually because I'm eating. No, it's oh, that's oh, just sugar. That's oh, just sugar. Yeah. No, yeah, no sugar. Yeah, sugar. Sugar cheese. It, it's yeah, it's the sugar, the popcorn, the butter, like all, and it just you know what I mean. And, and so when I eat clean, I feel the best. You know what I mean? It's like. And it's get it's kind of lit walking, making those choices of do I want to feel is this meal worth feeling like crap, or do I want to feel good? You know, and it's just that discipline. Rob Wolf came on my show uh, 
end of last year because he and I had this discussion offline. Rob Wolf, who who wrote the Paleo Solution, and you know he's he's this brilliant guy and very well followed. Rob will tell you, like if he eats a piece of pizza, he feels sick for two days, and I and, and that's what got me on. So Elisa and I were home one night doing something at the house, and I said, you know, I haven't had pizza in like five years. I used to make pizza when I was a kid. When I my my cousin had a pizzeria, I used to make pizza when I was in college. I said I haven't had pizza, and I don't know how long. So we ordered a Papa John's pizza, right? I ate one slice of that pizza because that's all I really wanted. I I felt horrible the next day. My my uh, uh, hyperalgesia in my legs, the sensitivity in my legs, mm-hmm. it was the worst it's ever been. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, this is autoimmunity, isn't it? That's exactly yeah, what no, this is. Like, I can't even tell you the last time I had pizza. And went to, I don't even think. It's like I've removed it from my food thought process habit you know where my wife's like well how about pizza and i'm like i just like ignore it because i it's it's that bad unless i go eat like gluten-free or some cauliflower pizza or some shit <laughs> like i love chicken crust pizza i make a pizza out of chicken chicken i take the chicken i wow, add yeah. oh i the, the the recipe is on my on my website so you you, you take you take ground chicken you take a quarter cup of um almond flour uh you take a little parmesan cheese sprinkle it in there put some spices in if you want Flatten it out on a cookie sheet, a well-oiled cookie sheet. Bake it in the oven on one side till it's brown. Flip it. Put it back on the cookie sheet. Put your tomato sauce and your cheese and everything on top of it. Put it back in the oven until the other side is brown. Take it out and cut it. You, and, and it has the the texture of, of 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 real pizza dough, but it's 100% chicken. Yeah, protein. It's so. What do you think about what about the nightshade stuff? You said the tomato. I I I have cut back. Like I don't eat eggplant anymore. I'll still eat tomato once in a while, but I don't eat eggplant anymore. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a once in a while tomato, but I I still try not to. I just you know the the the, it's it's an old school rule of thumb, but the the whiter your food, the healthier. I mean, like if you eat the chickens and and, you know it. That that was always like the diet that would help me with this stomach disruptive stuff is eat things that are white right. and it, just the clean. And once you start getting into these darker colored foods, but Nicole, uh, you need to change your diet. You need to eat paleo, right? Animal protein and green stuff that grows out of the ground. Stay away from the grains and the soy. Stay away from the corn. You can eat limited amounts of rice, white rice, because the husk has been removed. But you need to stay away from beans. Legumes are horrible for people who have autoimmune disorders. And Hashimoto's is an autoimmune disorder. It's coming from your gut. Consider getting your hormones tested. Yeah, we'll do it. Natural. Come come see us. Yeah, go Renew Life Rx. Reach out to Adam. They'll do your your blood work. You don't don't have to do anything. Just have your blood work done so you know what you're dealing with. But absolutely, uh, autoimmunity is driven by the diet. And yes, you you may have to change your the way you eat for the rest of your life, but the rest of your life will be much more enjoyable. So that's that's the bottom line there. Um, yeah, I I don't understand why. Uh, so when Elisa started HRT, uh, she had a woman uh, 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 nurse practitioner mm-hmm. tell her that oh you don't want to raise your testosterone levels. Oh, you're gonna have uh, yeah Epstein Barr. Low iron and vitamin B deficiency, migraines. Oh my goodness, poor thing, you. Um, yes, it's all linked together. This is all autoimmunity. 
Also, it's worthwhile having your microbiome tested. Uh, Dr. Carl Page does this whole microbiome testing thing. We're doing it for me right now. Uh, where they, they look and see what, what bad microbes you have in your body. If you have bad right. microbes in your body, they eat your food and, and they poop, they poop out poison. And those yeah. poisons are what break down your diet. I mean, your, your body. I'm looking at Kirk yeah. Yeager. He said she, she should look at the AIP diet. I don't know what that is. I don't know what that is. I want to do one of those microbiome tests. I know that someone here local doesn't. It's worth it. It's worth it to know what's going on inside your gut because all autoimmunity comes from the gut, all of it. It's from gut problems. People who have autoimmune disorders will tell you they get bloated if they eat this. They get diarrhea if they eat that. They get constipated if they eat this. Their stomach, they wake up in the morning belching. They haven't even eaten anything. Also, Nicole, cut coffee out. Uh. I stopped drinking coffee. My stomach feels so much better. It is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Mm. Yeah, cut coffee out. Oh, I love my coffee. I know. Listen, we just talked the other day about a study that shows that uh, 3G, 2.3 gigahertz, destroys the mucosal barrier in the face, in the sinuses, because you hold your phone here, right? Mm. By breaking down the cilia that keeps the mucosal barrier in place. Well, you have mucosal barrier in your gut and you have it in your colon. Some people carry their phone in their pocket, their front pocket, their side pocket on a belt loop. So it's radiating into your gut too. Don't, don't, and when I tell people about this, they go, oh, great. What do I got to do? Get rid of my cell phone now? Right. Well, if, if it cured you, could you, could you at least put it on airplane mode when it's on your person? Like, are you a neurosurgeon? Is there a brain coming in, like in a, in a frozen box that you have to transplant into somebody's head? Or are you right. just an average schmo like me, where like, if you miss a call, the world keeps going. My phone is in my pocket. It's on airplane mode. Really? Hell yeah. I unplug the routers, the cordless phones in our house at night before we go to sleep. So I was thinking I'd love to have a, some something that helped reverse the, the effects of what that stuff does because we're not going to stop that. There, there, there's no way to it. So, so I, I'm at. Yeah. So we, we did a show the other day where we talked about this study, where mm-hmm. just because this, there's a study out that shows that the cilia on your cells act mm-hmm. as antenna, and this is where. So, so mitral valve prolapse is something you're usually born with, but all of a sudden we have a bumper crop of adult onset onset mitral valve prolapse in our population. Well, they're now discovering that it may be from cellular telephone frequencies causing the cilia to pick up information not intended for it and change the way the valve functions. Wow. Now, wait a minute. So we talked about that study the other day, and I said to Chad, Jared, that I had on the show, I said, what about Everybody's got AFib today. So I was at the gym the other day. True story. Training. This guy, Don, nice guy, known for a long time. He comes over, tells me his wife just had surgery. She's not doing well. I said, what happened? Mitral valve prolapse. I said, I just did a show about how mitral valve prolapse can be caused by cellular telephones. Hmm. He goes to me, you're kidding me. I said, no. And I suspect that that's where all the AFib is coming from. This is a true, true story. He goes to me. I have AFib. And I go, where's your phone? And he takes his jacket inside pocket and goes like this and pulls it out. I said, dude, man, don't put your, don't put your phone over your heart. It's transmitting right into your heart all the time. 
He goes to me. I always but have I'm, the headphones. Part part of it's because I'm lazy and I don't want to hold it to my head. But but I I never hold my phone to my head. I put it on speaker. I put it in my back. It's always in my back right pocket or on the counter. Put it on. Put it on airplane mode if you're going to keep it here. So then he goes to me. So wait, wait, it gets better. So then he goes to me. But I got this disc on the back of it. I says, "What's the disc?" He says, "Well, I bought it online. It's supposed to block all the harmful RF from getting to me." I said, "If that worked." You wouldn't be able to make or receive a phone call. And he just looked at me. I said, well, think about it. If that yeah, actually right. blocked the RF successfully, then you wouldn't be able to make or receive a phone call because it would block the cellular tower from getting to your phone. It would block your phone from getting to the cell tower. And he looked at me. He what goes, like shutting off your location and all that. I mean, all that kind of I mean, it's just I got to put it on airplane mode. Just put it on airplane mode when it's in your pocket. It's not the worst thing in the world. Here, Nicole says, I agree. I have heard fillings in your mouth. Yes, yeah, cell phones. Well, you know what? And I got a bunch of fillings in my mouth, Nicole, the silver ones, and I want to get them out because of the yeah, I had all my out. yeah the slow leaching of mercury into your body. You know what? It's terrible what has been done to people, and what is and and wait, five G is coming. Five uh, G is coming out. Uh, I thought I was going to ask you. Five G is supposed to be like like pretty scary stuff. So so let me give you a quick. Quick uh, education about how RF works because I actually spent the first eight years of my life in the land mobile radio and paging business. I was Ooh. one of the first cellular companies in Las Vegas, Nevada. Cellular One signed us up because I had IMTS mobile phone and they just wanted us to switch all of our customers over to cellular, which we did. So the bigger the number, 5,000, 5G is 5,000 megahertz. 6G is 6,000 megahertz. 3G is 2.3 thousand megahertz or 2,300 megahertz. So the, the bigger the number, the smaller the wavelength, but the more wavelengths like, in like a given... Laser being, like a laser type, right? Like more focused, right? Yes. Yeah, so what happens is, what happens is with... So let, let's, let's imagine, you, you understand how digital works, on, off, on, off, right? Yep. Okay. So... If, if, if 3G, and I'm just using this as an example, has 3,000 waves in, in 10 inches, mm-hmm. 5G has 9,000 waves in 10 inches. So you can send more information because there's more waves in a given area, right? Yeah, fast. But, but they get smaller and smaller and smaller in order to achieve that. Well, the cilia on every cell in your body is from two microns to two millimeters in length. And it attenuates. That's where the word antenna comes from. So if it, if the cilia is one one hundredth of the original wavelength, it will be stimulated by that wavelength. So as we go up to 5G, which is actually 7 gigahertz, we're going to start stimulating smaller and smaller antenna on our cells. You're going to see a whole new bumper crop of diseases in the next five years once they release 5G. And this is scary. Oh, yeah. I spent eight years in, in, this, in, in the RF business, and just because you can't see it, you think it's not doing anything, Then and then when you say to people, what about your microwave? Oh, well, that's different. That's a lot of power. Oh, yeah, it's a lot of power focused on a small area. So what do you think your phone is doing? It's a little bit of power focused on a small area, so the results are slower. And then people say, oh, well, I saw that video where the guy taped two cell phones together and uh, tried to cook an egg and it didn't work. So see the cell phone. Yeah, but there are studies out there that show that cellular telephones stimulate 
the brain in different regions when you're holding it up to your head. So maybe it's not cooking your brain, but it's doing something to the cells in your brain. Like yeah. we 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 got to stop thinking like idiots. We got to start using critical thinking because we want now. We want easy. We want you know. And that's what like I think the microwave is always, in my opinion, like. I can't believe people don't talk about the microwave because it's been around for a long time. You put something in something, press a button, and it's freaking hot in 30 seconds. And, like, that's not strange because, you know, think of, like, I've always, just about always, like, I remember, yeah, I was, uh, I, I'm like the era of, I remember the VCRs coming out. Right. I remember the microwave coming out, right? Right. But things like my kids and, like, generation, you know, people that maybe five, ten years younger than me, uh they don't know not having a microwave. You know, it's like the not having a cell phone. I have a, I have this office phone in my office and, and the office manager here, I was like, I don't even know how to work that thing. Right. I was like, I haven't had one, I haven't had one of those things. She's like, what? Right. But you know, those kind of things we don't know. So we don't question. It's all, it's what we, we've always had. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And but it's, it's some of these things are scary. definitely doing harm. There's no doubt in my mind about it. No doubt in my mind yeah. about it. Let's take our last commercial break and we'll wrap up the interview. Stay tuned. wants to have better sex? That's a stupid question. Everybody wants to have better sex. And you can start having better sex if you go to the website bluechew.com, B-L-U-E-C-H-E-W.com. Use the code SHR and get a free order of your choice of the only two FDA-approved drugs to treat erectile dysfunction, sildenafil or tadalafil. Best of all, they're chewable, so they start to work in minutes. Go to bluechew, B-L-U-E-C-H-E-W.com. Use code SHR and you will get your first order for free. You do have to pay $5 for shipping, but come on. It's an easy deal. Who wants to have better sex? Okay, get busy. You know how to do it. There's a phenomenon today. So many of us sit for hours each day. Slowly, our bodies respond by shortening certain muscles. The psoas gets shorter and shorter over time. It leads to lower back problems, stiffness when standing, and inhibits your running performance. Now there's Psoright.com. That's P-S-O hyphen R-I-T-E dot com. Psoright is a device that allows you to stretch your psoas muscle and return them to normal function. And it does it better than any stretching movement or chiropractic adjustment can. You can use it in your home, office, or at the gym. Experience what thousands of people already know. Check out pso-rite.com and save 20% off when you use the code SHR. Imagine how successful your life would be if you could double your focus, double your mental energy, double your problem solving, your creativity, your willpower. Sounds too good to be true, right? That's what I thought until someone had me a bottle of Qualia Focus. Qualia Focus is a mental performance formula that combines 24 of the most powerful molecules on earth to noticeably boost your brain power within just a few days of taking it or your money back. Qualia Focus blows coffee away, but a serving actually has less caffeine than a cup of coffee. That's because it boosts brain power the healthy way. Just go to neurohacker.com. That's N-E-U-R-O-H-A-C-K-E-R.com and enter coupon code SHR at checkout for an extra 15% off. And a Serving of Qualia Focus costs one-fifth of that coffee you're drinking right now. Unlike coffee, Qualia Focus nourishes your brain in a comprehensive, healthy way for amazing brain power you noticed in just a couple days. That's neurohacker.com to try Qualia Focus and discount code SHR at checkout for an extra 15% off. All backed by a 100-day money-back guarantee. Qualia Focus is a life changer, I promise you. 
Try it now for amazing brain power at neurohacker.com. Sleep is one of the most important factors in maintaining health and longevity. And in today's environment, with all the artificial light we're exposed to, there is nothing more important to use to protecting your sleep than blue blocking glasses. And there's only one blue blocking glasses that I will trust ever, and that's Blue Blocks, B-L-U-B-L-O-X. If you go to the website blueblocks.com and use the code SHR15, you'll save 15% off the single best blue blocking glasses in the world because you can wear them comfortably and still function watch tv work on your computer but it blocks all of the important blue and green light that has been responsible for shutting down melatonin production and causing people to sleep poorly don't waste another night of sleep without wearing blue blocks b-l-u-b-l-o-x tonight put them on at 7 p.m and you'll be asleep by 9 p.m and you'll get the best night's sleep you've ever had if you you've never used them before, you are missing out. Blueblocks.com. Use the code SHR15 to save 15% off. Quest Nutrition makes bars, cookies, chips, and pizzas out of complete dairy-based proteins. Our products minimize net carbs and sugar without sacrificing taste. Each delicious chocolate-flavored chip, cookie chunk, and crunchy crumble is custom-made to maintain Quest macros. It's time to enjoy foods that work for you, not against you. It's time to enjoy your Quest. Spit that out right now. This is the Superhuman Channel. Uh-oh. Well, we lost the uh, internet connection for the video. Uh, so those of you who are listening to the broadcast on podcast. So Nicole Hankins asked the question. I want to answer it. She says she went to a doctor who suggested to do coffee enemas to clean out the bacteria from your gut to help leaky gut. And she can't hear my response right now because we have an internet problem and I'm waiting for it to resolve. But the reality is that uh, this is nonsense. First of all, the only thing a coffee enema does is clean out your colon. Uh, your gut is like literally, you know, 10 miles more uh, to cover. So it's not doing anything for leaky gut. Uh, number two, there's no magic in coffee enemas. There's no uh, antimicrobial, antibacterial effects uh, of coffee. If that's the case, just do a regular enema with, with saline solution. Um, it's not going to help your gut. It's just not. It may cleanse your colon, uh, but it's not going to do anything uh, for your gut. I'm sorry to tell you. So that's nonsense. That's just nonsense. You know, I'm not a big a fan of colonics either. I think that fooling with the uh, microbial diversity of your colon can actually backfire on you because we know that we know that I wonder if I can get Adam on his cell phone. Hold on a second. Here. Just bear with me for one second here. Adam uh, Lamb. Hold on. We know that uh, they'll actually give people um, fecal transplants and literally change their health. Let's see if I can do this.
We'll get Adam back on the phone here. We'll just do it on the phone. Hey, man. Sit tight. We lost the internet, and uh, so I'm just going to bring you back on the phone right now. I don't know what's going on. I don't know if it's uh, Be Live, it's me, or what. So, so I'm going to repeat this. Nicole Hankins asked that she she said she went to a doctor who suggested that she do coffee enemas to clean out the bacteria from her gut to help with leaky gut, and 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 this is this is pretty much nonsense. It really is. Yeah. Uh, well, so so here and here's why it's nonsense. Number one. All it does is get into your colon, number one. Number two, uh, the rest of your gut is like 10 miles long, and it's not doing anything for that. Leaky gut happens further up north in the intestines. It's not happening in the colon, per se. But more importantly, what what, is, what does coffee really have some magical uh, effects? It's not an antimicrobial. It's not an antibacterial. But what people do get from it. What's that? It helps you go to the bathroom. Yes, right? I mean, like but that's when you drink it. That's when you drink it. All enemas help you go to the bathroom. You could use saline, you know, salt water, and, and right. it'll help you go to the bathroom. Right. But the the point is, here's the here's the magic of coffee bean anima, coffee enemas. You you absorb a bunch of the caffeine. You literally feel energized there. For people like, oh my god, it must be working. I feel so much energy. I think I want to go run around the block. No, that's the caffeine. If you consume right. that much coffee through your mouth, you'd feel the same way. So the reality is that uh, enemas in general, I wouldn't even fool around with. I know there's a lot of people go for colonics, but you're you're disrupting the microbial diversity of your colon. And we know there's something to that because fecal transplants will actually save people from dying from C. diff. So we know that the, the, the colon is like a really sensitive – uh, specific area of the body that if you introduce good bacteria to it, it'll save your life. So flushing out a bunch of bacteria may actually harm you. Mm-hmm. What are your What are your thoughts? Yeah, I, I I've never done it, and I, it's not something that I've ever thought made sense. Uh, I think that to your point, it's not about going in. You know, the food part, right? So to me, it makes sense of what you put in to the system. Right. In this case, we're talking about digestive system is more important than what you take out. Or, you know, when you're putting something in the back door, it's just not how things are supposed to work. Right. And so to expect, I think that it can change some, you know, I think what happens is people that you have like this buildup of bacteria and shit, crud, poop, whatever you want to call it in there. That's not being, that's not coming out because the, the gut, you know, the, the gut's inflamed so it's holding on to the stuff right. and the putting, right. doing the coffee enema might help with that. But there's plenty of other supplements um, that will help break that down and have it come out for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think, I think these coffee enemas are a scam. I don't think that they do anything except give you a rush of energy because you're absorbing all of that, all of that uh, caffeine. And that's really all there right. is to that. Yeah, I agree. Uh, all right, we're going to wrap up the interview anyway because it's, we, we've actually killed the time uh, wisely, and it's a good discussion. You know, there's a lot more to, to testosterone. We're still learning. Uh, here, clearly, it has an effect on autoimmunity. That should be taken seriously by anybody who has an autoimmune disorder. And if it's thyroiditis, you, you really need to get to your doctor and talk to them about it. I mean... Yep, and we'll check your blood work for you at Renew Life Rx. I was just going to say, go, go to RenewLifeRx.com. 
get in touch with Adam, have your blood work done, see where your testosterone levels are. And if you're a woman, I would see where your testosterone levels are too, because this strikes women more than men. Clearly, there's a testosterone component to it if you have Hashimoto's thyroiditis. So having your testosterone tested and possibly supplementing with testosterone is a really easy thing. For women, they give them trochies. They put it, you put it under your tongue. It's like a piece of candy. Four or five milligrams a day. Boom, you're done. Uh, do you yep. guys do the trochies? Yeah, I, we, we have in the past. And it's something we're actually recently that just came up that we're looking into. Uh, you know, like I've always said before, there's, there's some things that might work. Um, but there's a lot of things that we know for sure work really well. So it's all about, like, bioavailability safety, you know, those are things that are really important. So, like, when someone's looking to work with us, we want them to know we're not trying any, like, weird, you know, like, we, we want to make sure it's going to work. And we want to make sure it's going to work for everybody, not just because the pharmacy said it, not because the drug company said it. Like, we want to know because the research we do with our blood work and our follow-up with our patients, it's there because that's the most important thing to us is their health and how they feel, right? Yeah. And so... That, that, that supersedes everything. So we're we're looking into doing the Troshi thing just because we've had some women that have said that their skin is sensitive and if they put something on it, they'll get a rash. And so, like, well, we don't want them to not be able to feel better and uh, we don't really like injections for women. So that's something we're actually looking into because it's yeah, available. They're good. They're great. I mean, I've actually tried a couple. They come in, like, mint. They come in cherry flavor. It's almost like the consistency of a cough right. drop. You know, they're like a soft... A clearish colored uh, uh, piece of candy, yeah. basically. Oh, I've taken, yeah, I've taken them before. Yeah, they dissolve and almost like a little waxy thing. See, I, I couldn't, I couldn't get those. I couldn't get those because I'd, I'd eat the whole box in a day. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> I treat them like candy. I just keep eating them. You know. Right. So anyway, I the re- website is renewliferx.com. It's where you need to go. Get in touch with Adam. Let him know you heard about this uh, on Superhuman Radio. And uh, like I said, if you've got uh, Hashimoto's disease in your blood, in your family, uh, or you've already been told that you've got it and it's just not kicking in yet, get your testosterone tested and get it straightened out. And that's it. Yeah, we'd love to help. Thank All right. you. All right, brother. Talk to you soon. Take care, Carl. All right, bye. Bye. All right, we'll see everybody tomorrow. Don't forget, tomorrow is the uh, pep talk. We'll see you then.